0: You are now listening to episode 11 of Running for Office, the podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Sabata. Let's get this started. Hi, y'all. I know it's been a few weeks. I hope y'all missed me because I missed y'all. I just want to start this off by saying that I hope everyone had a fantastic and safe holiday. I spent the holidays mostly with my mom and grandma. I've been seeing them consistently, so no worries about me putting my grandma in danger because I would never. She's in her late 80s, so I would never, ever put her in any danger. Well, I'll just start this off with a a big sigh, because I feel like that's what we all need after what has transpired in the early weeks of January. We are still dealing with the fallout from the events that perspired on January 6th. As of this week, the FBI has released a warning stating that there are planned protests on Inauguration Day at every state capitol congress has taken up new articles of impeachment and it actually seems that trump may finally meet his demise seven days before his term is over several high profile republicans have since the first impeachment flipped and stated that they would vote to impeach trump overshadowed by the caucacity of trumpers Senators-elect John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock, both close to the late Congressman John Lewis, won their races in Georgia. This race has put the Senate in a 50-50 split with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris as the deciding vote. This win was monumental. And really, I'm kind of angry. Well, not kind of. I am angry that the violent acts that took place at our nation's capital has overshadowed this historic win because this win has changed the tone of the next four years and completely reinvented what party leadership looks like. Many have thanked our queen Stacey Abrams for using her skills, knowledge, and determination for leading Georgia's win via Fair Fight Action. If you didn't know, Abrams passed up a run for governor in order to dedicate herself to organizing a strong voter electorate in Georgia. Many other organizations, such as the New Georgia Project, All Voting is Local, Black Voters Matter, Galio, Latina Community Fund, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, Mi Gente, Georgia NAACP, and Georgia ACLU, worked their asses off to prove to Americans that states aren't red. The voters are just suppressed. This led to many people giving shout outs via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to all the black voters who, quote unquote, saved us. Now, let's get something right. If you said anything along the lines of black women saved us, women of color did not save you. We saved ourselves. We do not need white saviors, and we are not your saviors. Our rights, our pursuit of happiness, our equality, our loved one's rights, and our happiness are always on the line in this world. We have fought for our rights and for the continued progress of our next generations. Hardworking and powerful women of color exist all around you, at the local, state, and national levels. The saddest question that I saw being asked, and yes, I asked this question as well as a little thought experiment of my own, was, who is Texas's Stacey Abrams? Of course, the idea of flipping Georgia has led many to state that Texas is next, and maybe we are. That's for a later, much more in-depth conversation. Regardless, many Texans were asking one another to mention someone equivalent to Abrams. Firstly, there is only one Stacey Abrams. Secondly, this has been 10 years in the making. It did not happen overnight, and it did not happen in two, four, six, or even eight years. Grassroots organizing in a heavily voter-suppressed state is extremely difficult takes years of strategy, organizing, and fighting GOP voter suppression in every county, and year-round activism. And lastly, just an FYI, women of color are already doing the work in Texas. We do raise our voices. We do communicate our concerns at the local, state, and national levels. It's just that we are consistently dismissed and overlooked. We are seen as extreme, divisive, unrealistic, uneducated, or unelectable. This occurs even within the Democratic Party itself, so I'm not just trying to point fingers at one side here. So if you were left asking yourself, who is Texas's Stacey Abrams, then you sure as hell are not paying attention and are actively dismissing and overlooking hardworking women of color. We do not need to reinvent the wheel. We do not need someone trying to come in and save us. We are here. Fucking listen to us. Now, here's a list of women and their organizations who you should work to empower. Of course, I will state that this list is not exhaustive. This is just something that I was able to quickly put together from what I have experienced and what I have seen. First, we have Natalie Montelongo, who was Julian Castro's political director. Emmy Ruiz, the newly appointed director of political strategy and outreach for Joe Biden's administration. Houston council member, Dr. Letitia Plummer. Lynn Wynn, AAPI coalition director. Melanie Areche rodriguez Afro-Latina Grassroots Organizer and former Julie Oliver Deputy Field Director. Erica Elliott, Move Texas Data Director. Crisia Palomo, Collegiate Latina and previously Field Organizer for Noelita Lugo. Michelle Tremillo, Executive Director and Founder of Texas Organizing Project. Maria Tolentino, organizing director for Jolt Texas, and Vanessa Fuentes, city of Austin council member for District 2. Now, of course, like I mentioned before, this list is not exhaustive. The purpose of this list is to point out that there are currently women around you, women of color around you, within your local communities who are already putting in the work. Instead of trying to toss in names or trying to reinvent or just invent someone to come in and save us to save Texas, first I want you to look around and understand that there are ways that you can empower the people around you. If Texas isn't your local community, or if the city of Austin isn't, or if Houston isn't, I highly encourage you to become familiar with the organizations that exist within your community. Get to know them, work with them, volunteer, and support the women of color who run them. There are ways to actually empower these women. Praising them and retweeting them and liking their social media, yes, that helps. That's good, right? Because algorithms make sure that their names pop up in other places, so on and so forth. But real ways that you can work to empower these people include giving them a seat at the table and letting them speak. Do not speak for them. Do not just take their words, mesh it up and combine it and then regurgitate it as your own. Let them speak their minds for themselves. Let them speak their change. Additionally, you can also become active within the organizations that they work in. You can support their work through donations and you can demand that your party leadership give these women of color the platform and opportunities that they deserve. Now, just as I had gotten off of my high horse, I'm getting right back up on it. If the first person you thought of when thinking about who the Texas equivalent of Stacey Abrams is as Bethel O'Rourke, you have missed the damn point. Don't just praise women of color when they save your ass. Empower them when they're trying to prevent the catastrophe in the first place. Catch you on the next one. Bye.